Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. These thoughts with you. I wonder if you'd turn in your Bibles just quickly. If you haven't got it with you, then uh, don't worry because all the, the verses will come on the screens. But Jesus in, in Matthew in chapter 19 and verse 26 said this. He looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Let me say that again. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Just tap the neighbour next to you, left or right, whichever choice, and just say, with God, all things are possible. Just activate the word of faith. With God, all things are possible. Now, already this feels different, this service, and it's just alive with the presence of God and just great lead and, and just great information that's been shared. And if it's your first time here, don't think, oh, I've come to the wrong service. You haven't. You're going to get something from what I'm about to share, uh, for sure. Yes, it's directional and visionary in spirit, but I want to encourage you to catch the heart of God for you. I I think you will see, you will feel and hear the heart of this church for the neighbours and for the nations. So I wonder if you're ready to go on a run with me. We're going to go direct, we're going to go steady, but we're going to have good pace because there's so much information that I want to share with you this morning, but I'm just very mindful of the time that we have. So one of the things that I just want to help us with is our word for the year. The Bible says, and if you was there on first Tuesday, it's interesting in Ilkeston that Phil picked up on this word of prophecy because the Bible says, do not despise prophecy. You know, prophecy comes through God's word. You may say, I don't even understand that word. What it means is God speaking directly to us. It can be a phrase, it can be a picture, it can be a thought, it can be a word. And how God speaks to us often is either through the Bible or there's an impression that we have on our hearts or through others speaking what they see or hear. In fact, we saw it in action with Paul sharing a prophetic word. And interestingly, I'm going to speak right into those verses this morning. And so when we talk about a prophetic word, this is a word that we believe that rests over Arena Church, wherever we are, whatever campus we're in. And our word for the year, interestingly, is one of multiply. My daughters were at a conference yesterday and Eleanor came back from it. And she said, I said, how was it? She said, it was great, Dad. She says, but what was interesting, the amount of people that I heard talk about the, a year of multiplication. It was it activating even prayers. And uh, it's interesting how God just speaks, isn't it, yeah. through, through different things. I really believe that we are on the posi- we're p- positioning ourselves for multiplication. Why do I say that? Well, God spoke to us. And uh, it, it, it took my attention to Genesis, two verses in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22, and Genesis 9, verse 7, if you're taking notes. And this is what, in essence, God was speaking over creation. He said to us and the creation, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And in Genesis 9, verse 7, he goes further. He says, as for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth, and increase 
upon it. It's interesting the, 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 the way that he talks about being fruitful and multiply. He doesn't just say be fruitful or multiply. He says be fruitful and multiply. I'd encourage you last month, if you follow the Arena Church website and get access to podcasts, I literally would encourage you to listen to a message that I preached in January called Being Fruitful. Because one of the things that I felt God say to me was that we need to prepare the ground for fruitfulness, of fruitfulness, and then we will enter a season of multiplication. You see, let me put it like this. What I understood is this. Fruitful is something we do. Multiply is something God does. Let, 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 me, let, me, just, let me just say it another way. Fruitful is natural multiply is supernatural okay so let me help you to understand this why I would say that fruitful is something that we can do I have never had to speak scream to my children be fruitful grow 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 now all I had to do was provide a warm place for them to live food to fill their stomachs water for them to wash, you know, just take care of them, give them the conditions for growth. And then what happened? They grew. They were fruitful. There's a natural element to fruitfulness. Any keen gardeners here? Well, come on, help me. Yeah, there's a few of you. Great. All you really need to do, so I understand is, if you've got good seed, you just need to create the right soil conditions and you plant it in the right soil and make sure it's watered and fed, it will grow. There's something that's very natural about fruitfulness. And I think there are some things that we can do that can help that fruitfulness that I spoke about at first Tuesday. But there's two things corporately that I believe we can do. Number one, we can cultivate unity. Unity, a togetherness. The Bible says this, that those who we dwell together in unity, God speaks blessing. There's something about us being determined to allow that alignment to take place. I choose to go on a journey with these people, even though I may, I may not fully understand them. I don't know a lot of them because we're growing, but I'm going to be united together. There's going to be an alignment of my heart. There's going to be a togetherness that comes. We're going to come and we're going to eat cake at the end. We're not going to run up, rush off. When we do small groups, we're going to turn up and we're going to be together. When we do some bridging events and some parties, we're all going to party together. Anybody here like to have a good party? and a good knees up oh about five of you come on anybody else like a good oh I tell you wonderful it creates unity unity okay and what I what I understand about unity because my good friend Phil Pye used this phrase he says unity creates synergy if we can get unity synergy is actually this one can chase a thousand but two they can chase ten thousand But it all starts at unity. So this is a fruitful condition. The second thing I believe that's really important is the whole fun and laughter. Just that togetherness. You know, churches that laugh together grow together. And churches that eat food together get fat together. Oh, that's not in the Bible, is it? No. But it's true. It's true. You know, and um, yeah, okay. Okay. 
That whole sense of just, you know, being together, having fun. You know, I want people to leave this place better than they came. Anybody ever been to church and felt miserable, felt beaten up, felt like everything's gone on top of them? Just give me a wave if you've ever come to church like that. And give me a wave if you've ever left church just feeling so much better for being here in the house of God. You might be here like that feeling, oh, this has been a terrible week. It's been a terrible start to the year. But you're here and I want to say this is a great place to be. And I want you to enjoy the worship and the word and the encouragement. I want you to enjoy the nice cake. The white one is just beautiful, lovely. Okay, that's chocolate, but the other one's white. It's very, very nice. In fact, will you save me a big slab, please? Anyway, there we go. But, you know, we're going to enjoy being together, have some fun, be life-giving. That creates the environment prash for fruitfulness. You know, it's great to see this campus growing and growing and growing. You know, there's something about the life of God that will draw people in. Who wants to be in a boring environment? Give me a wave if you like boring. We had a bit of tension from certain people who didn't like the phrase at the front. You know, that big poster that we're going to get up again. We don't do boring. I actually had some people who contacted me who said they found that a little offensive because we don't do boring. Well, tough. We don't do boring. Why would we want to do boring? I don't want to go anywhere where it's boring. My kids don't want to go anywhere near boring. Anybody with me? We don't do boring. So we might as well tell everybody we don't do boring. So if we don't do boring, we better make sure we actually don't do boring. Do you understand? That we can have the life of God in our meetings, the pulsating with the life of Christ. We preach, we smile, we encourage, we hoop, we holler. Anybody with me today? Okay. Creates an environment. It really does. In readiness for multiplication. Because now let me deal with multiply. Multiply, what am I talking about? Because this is supernatural. This is something that God does. This is far beyond our imagination. This is far beyond anything we could, we could plan or think through. And, and I will jump, there's no way on earth I would have been dreaming beginning of, of last year that I would be thinking that we would be going from two campuses to six campuses. Addition would say two had two. Two were all right. But the other two are going to take us over the edge. That is multiplication. This might seem impossible to man, but with God, I'll say it again. This might seem impossible to man, but with God, all things. All things are possible. And by the way, when we get to it, this doesn't mean that Mansfield's going to be diminished because I need you to run your race in this campus. Run it hard. Run it strong. Run it quick. And I'll be saying the same to the Ilkeston guys. But together, collectively, unified together, there's power in synergy that we share one another's resources, experience. We're cheering one another on from afar. And literally from afar, the other side of the channel, we're cheering them on. But this is what we're talking about, multiplication. This is exponential growth. It means to increase greatly in number or quantity. This is something only God can do. But he's looking for us. So we're trustworthy to steward such growth. So four things I want to say to you really, really quickly. Number one, you know, if we're going to enter into a multiplication, I'm going to keep coming down here. I'm sorry because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I feel like, um, I've got some spiritual drugs inside of me. Please don't get all offense. I just feel something. Literally, I feel, I feel something on me. 
literally, because I feel there's an activation of faith. I felt it this morning. I felt it when you began to prophesy. I literally felt an activation of faith. I've literally come to activate something. I've Somebody gave me a light word last week that said, you've got the keys, just open the door and it'll all happen. I feel like I've got a key and in this campus, I'm just going to unlock it and it's going to activate for multiplication. But you've got to begin to believe and see. You've got to begin. Let me look at the whites of your eyes. Every one of you, even if you've only been a Christian for five minutes or 50 years, hear me. You begin to believe. That what God said, what we've read, with man this is impossible, but with God... All things are possible. Believe and see on the inside. You begin to just see what God is. Something's begin to be birthed inside of you. And you're going to begin to see what God is wanting to do in and around this area. But what you've got to do in this believing and seeing, you've got to, Isaiah 43, verse 18, or it's from 16 onwards, because God reminds them, listen, I'm the one who opened the seas. I'm the one who defeated the giants. Some of you are not just held by the failure of the past. Some of you are held bound by the success of the past. So you just remain where you are. But I want to say whether it's, it may have been amazing for you. God's got more for you. It would be dead easy for us to say two campuses. We'll just finish off this building. We'll get the mortgages paid off. There's a few hundred people around the life of the church. I want to be honest with you. There's outside ministry that's opening up for me and for others. You know, if I wanted that, which I don't, but I just want to say, it's all opening up. I'll just stay where we are. But I loved what Paul said when we was at core team. He said, I love you, Christian, because you just get at it, rang it on your, on your to- coattails, and we're just, just going to... Because what's, what's the point? We've got one life to live. I want to live it well for Jesus. I want to believe and see this... Little lad from Mansfield, can we believe that God will do the immeasurable more? Can we believe, not just for hundreds, but literally thousands of people that we're going to impact and touch and serve? Can we believe from this campus that you're going to plant again in two years' time and then beyond and, and beyond? Can we believe that we're going to fill this space? And then you may say, oh, this is a massive building. We say, we've outgrown it. We'll keep it, but we need another building. Believe and see... Forget the former things, the things of the past. Jordan, I am doing a new thing. Though it springs up, do you not perceive it? And the conditions may say this is not happening because all I see is weeds, all I see is thorns, all I see, all I see, all I see. I'm encouraging and I'm activating faith that you're going to begin to see what God sees. You're going to begin to look at those bones that are scattered. As Ezekiel was encouraged, he said, what do you see? A valley of dry bones. And God says to him, begin to prophesy to those bones and begin to say, hear the word of the Lord. And as he began to prophesy to those dry, dark areas, the breath of God entered those bones. And I see it over Mansfield with breath in our lungs. These these bones will... I say live again. They say sing again. I say they're going to live again in Jesus' name. Prodigals returning. Anybody with me? Salvation coming to this area across this M1 corridor. Why not? I need to lie down. Seriously. With man, this is utterly impossible. It is. But that's why it's good. Multiplication isn't our job. Supernatural isn't our God. That's his job. But with God, all things are possible. So we've got to begin to believe and see. 
got to see the expansion. Listen, you might be next week and there's quite a few people away for whatever reason. And uh, No, no, no. you still got to see it as full. Can I encourage those who've got an ear to hear, see it as full. Even though the youth program, Joanna, wherever she is, there might be a few kids, begin to see more and more kids. Begin, you know, the care for a coffee and snap. Begin to see what God's wanted to do, Lou, in and through, and Leslie through the team. The small groups, begin to see literally scores and scores of leaders rising up. Begin to see it in Jesus' name. Expansion on the inside. It's only when you begin to, you've got to see it before it'll be activated. I ain't got time to go in this. I probably need to do it at this campus. You've got to see it. This is how I see. This is, it is a sweet spot. I see things on the spirit realm and then I begin to speak them out. We've got to begin to believe and see. Secondly, multiplication often comes out of a cold, dark, cutting back season. So anybody been through a dark period, dark season? Come on, get, come on. This, there's activation of faith. Yeah. Let me encourage you with this. The New Testament church had its darkest of days when they lost their master, Savior Jesus. They didn't have a clue what was going off. Some had rejected him. They'd been scattered. They're then now together and now he's gone. And then they hear about the Holy Spirit being poured and they haven't got a clue. Wait for the gift. What are we waiting for? It It was a tough old time for them. In the minds, they'd been with Jesus the greatest three and a bit years that they'd ever had, and then he's gone. But this was in readiness for multiplication and the best of days. There was more people came to faith, I dare to say, over the next 10 years of the church than there was in the whole entire time that Jesus was with them. And by the way, the gospel was now being carried, not just to Israel, but to the ends of the earth. John reminds us in John chapter 15, if you don't know this, you need to read it, that God will come to us if you've had a good season and he will prune it because he wants more fruit and where there hasn't been fruit, he'll cut you. So guess what? You're in for a cutting. Sorry, Alec, to say that when I looked at you with his long hair. I'm not talking about the hair, you know, but there's a cut that comes to our life because it's out of the cold, dark, cutting back season that multiplication begins to happen. Because then we see in the New Testament church, they were then, there was the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And we see in Acts chapter 2 that there were 3,000 people that came to faith, repented and were baptized on that day. And then he says later on, I think in the next, next chapter, there were literally again people being added, Acts 2, 42 to 46. The Lord was adding to their number daily, adding to their numbers daily. But that wasn't the heart of God. God wasn't just wanting to add. He was wanting to multiply. God isn't just wanting to add to your numbers. He's wanting to multiply your numbers. And then we see in Acts chapter 6, verse 1, and the guy who wrote this was a doctor. And he was forensic in his approach. He was a very much a calculated person. He was like Julie with her computer and her numbers and her processes and her systems. She's brilliant at it. Counting, just measuring, because you need that. But he came to the point of Acts chapter 6 and he's writing this and he went, Oh God, what do I do now? So this is what he wrote. Now in those days, when the number of disciples, read it, was multiplying. He says, I can't, I, I can't add to it now, Jared, anymore. There's too much addition. There's, not, there's no, no addition. It's now just multiplication. Just a few chapters. But it was out of a cold, 
dark season. Some of you need to hear this, the word of the Lord. It's true, not the devil you know. It's better than God you know. I like that and I'm going to use that. I will give you some credit as well to it. But I like that. Yeah, I like that. But some of you have got to know that quitting is not an option. Because some of you are tempted to quit. Some of you guys who've come off the streets, I want to tell you, I love you guys being here. You add something to this church. And I don't see you through those eyes. I see you as genuine men who we love being here. And when you're tempted to quit, don't. The devil is a liar. He's a thief. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has got a plan for your life. And you just lean in. And church, can we lean in and embrace all kinds of people? When you're tempted to quit, don't. Don't quit. Keep on going. Lean into somebody. Get some support off somebody. Don't pull away. Lean in in Jesus' name. Because it's out of cold, dark seasons that God begins to do some multiplication. Let's move on. Point three. These are things that I think you've got to be focused on. Very quickly, carry on your business. Keep your eyes focused on you and him. You know, it's tempted to look around us. In Ilkeston, there's a new facility that's just opened from a church and they've put this fabulous facility. They're only two miles away from us. And then people say to me, you know, what's happening at the Heart Church in Nottingham and what's happening at Vineyard and whatever. You know, I used to be really, really threatened by those things many, many years ago. Now I don't just say, thanks be to God. I send letters of encouragement to those leaders. I say, we're praying for you. I speak well of you. What I'm trying to do is I'm focusing my mind on what God has called me to do, not on what others. And some people miss the blessing because you're too focused on what God is doing with others. You miss what God is wanting to do in you. Don't focus on what God is saying to the other church. We want to bless the churches in Mansfield. We want the church of God of prophecy to be blessed. We want Mansfield Vineyard to be blessed. We want St. John's to be blessed. We want the Baptist church to be blessed. As long as they preach Jesus, we want them to be blessed. But that's their vineyard. God has given us a vineyard for us to get on with. And we're believing in Jesus' name that we're going to keep very, very focused on him. Can I encourage us to do that? Don't get caught up in petty gossip. Don't get caught up in other stories. It's a tragedy that a church has just gone under in the life of this church. I'll put it out there. It's sad. People's lives have been affected. Some of you came from that. I'm very saddened by that. But it's not for me to be commenting on it. I can pray for them and I have done and I will do. But I want to stay very focused on what God has called us to do with Arena Church, which is to go and grow and love and serve our world, which is to see Mansfield touched by the power of God, which is to see people helped and encouraged and and saved in Jesus' name. And there are some great examples of guys who kept their eyes very firmly fixed on what, what God was doing, and then multiplication happened. Joseph is one of them. In Genesis 37, and I think it's towards, you know, the early chapters of 40, Oh my goodness, see this man. What, I mean, he was tempted. If he was ever tempted for him to be focused on what was happening, he'd been thrown in prison through no fault of his own. He then gets in, in a pit. He then gets thrown in prison. He hadn't done anything. Then he solves the problem, but doesn't get out of it. He could have been moaning and groaning about his brothers, focused on what was doing. The reports from Potiphar's house out was still blessed. You know, the, the cup baker and the baker and all the rest, cup, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he didn't. He just kept his heart steadfast on God. And then at the right time, what did God do? God came. Come here, come here, stand up. And he exalted him. I had Kev last time who did this. And he says, you're the man. 
And now I'm going to ask you to rule over my kingdom. You're now second. I'm giving you the keys. What happened with Joseph? Joseph carried on his business. He's kept his eyes focused on himself and his God. Can I encourage us to do that? Do you receive that in Jesus' name? Because it's really important as Arena Church moves forward that we remain really, really focused on what God has called us to do. Not be worrying about what everybody else is doing. And also not in competition with what God is doing in other parts of the world. And lastly, we've got to embrace the impossible because this is where God is found. Embrace the impossible as this is where God is found. Do you want to know where God is? Look for an impossible situation. Because if it's possible, why does God need to be there? If it's possible, you can fix it. But if it's impossible, that's where God is. And we don't have to tell God how he has to do it. I was very, very compelled last week when I was sharing this to go and lay hands on a couple. And I walked into an impossible situation. And I began to pray. And I began to call out to God. I began to weep with them. But I want to tell you, and I couldn't give them any promises of what God would do. And I had no promises for myself. But I want to tell you, in that prayer of walking into an impossible, I met God. God was there. That's all I can tell you. So keep walking towards the impossible. Don't be using language like, Josh, I'm not sure that's possible. Walk into the impossible. I'm not talking about recklessness. I'm not talking about stupidity. I'm not talking about overcommitting and overstretching a church. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about in faith, just taking faith steps. And we always do that accountably. When we even bought this building, it was beyond us. But we said to the guys, guys, what do we think? And they said, well, you've got 200,000 and not a penny more. Not a penny more. What if it goes to 2,000 pounds and one, you know, 200,000 and one pound? No. I was fretting like mad. I was there. I was, I was speaking in tongues and I thought we were going to get it for about 130. And then it went up again. I'm, oh, Lord, we got it for 171,000 pounds. But we walked into it. It was a step of faith. But we did it sensibly. We did it carefully. We did it prayerfully. And look, this is where we find God. This is where we find God. Because it's the impossible. And this is where God dwells. If you're sick today, this is where God dwells. If you're believing for a child, this is where God dwells. If you're believing that God you know, wants to give you a child, this is where God dwells. If you're wanting to improve that business that looks so dire, this is where God dwells. It's in the impossible places that we find, that we find God. I'll finish with this. I had a prophetic picture last year in the summer. And it was found in Hosea 14. And Hosea is an interesting Old Testament book. Because the prophet was asked to go and marry a very promiscuous woman. It's a weird sort of uh, book in many ways. But what it is, it's shown as a picture of how God has come to us as a husband and take on a group of people who are incredibly promiscuous. We worship other things. We got involved in other things. But at the end of Hosea, because God was... He was judging that nation. He was saying, listen, turn to me and they wouldn't. And there was a lot of judgment that God had to pour out. 
But in Hosea, Hosea 14, we see God bring a picture. And this is what he says. I want you to just note this for those who have an ear to hear. Hosea 14, 5 to 7, very quickly. This is what God says. He says, no longer are you going to be distant from me. You're going to be now like a cedar of Lebanon. And the cedar of Lebanon grows to huge heights, 40 meter in heights. It has strong roots. You're going to now be like a tree that's highly visible. You're also going to reproduce. You're going to produce a lot of young shoots and they're going to grow. And that was the word of the Lord to us because there's a, there's a, there's a strong root that has grown. And if I can say out of Ilkeston and there's young shoots that are now growing, they're called Mansfield. They're called Toulouse. They're called Belper. And this tree, collectively, is going to carry a fragrance because cedar of Lebanon carry fragrances and he runs through the whole part of the tree and it makes it resistant, I love this, from insect pestilence and decay. They can't touch it because there's a fragrance that runs. And then he says, in this tree, you're going to be a blessing to others. People will dwell again under your shade. I believe that God is prophetically positioning us and is prophetically positioning us to be a blessing to other churches. Listen, it's never just about Mansfield or ever just about Ilkeston or ever just about Toulouse. It's about his kingdom. It's about the earth. And wherever we have resource and wherever God is leading us, we need to say yes to God. We're going to make sure that our church is positioned not just for locally, for neighbours, but also for the nations. We're committed to the neighbours, but we're also committed to the nations. And so I want to encourage us in those four areas, very quickly as I try and wrap things up, for us to step into the multiplication factor of what God has for us. We've got to begin to believe and see. We've got to walk into those impossible contexts. We've got to keep our eyes very focused on what God is asking us to do. And I believe that we will begin to see the immeasurably more through our lives. Just as I close, Julie led us into it. I've now said it because some of you have been doing the maths. Ilkeston, Mansfield, the hub. That's another church that we're planting in Ilkeston. You may say, really? Yeah, we're planting another church in Ilkeston. So that's going to be amazing. It's going to be ace. I'm going to love it. It's great because we need more churches in Ilkeston. Nobody else is coming, so we may as well plant again. You can see that's not got anybody. But honestly, nobody, I keep saying to people, come, come and plant a church in Ilkeston. And nobody keeps coming. So I think, well, okay, we better go and plant one that some other people may want to come to because they're not coming there, but they may go there because they're more comfortable there. So we're going to do the hub. Where have we gone? Ilkeston, Mansfield, hub, Belper, which is nestles are very leafy. You know, if you talk like this, oh, hello, you'd fit in very, very well at Belper. Oh, hello. And if you do talk like that, I love you as well. I think you're brilliant. It's just that we've just been raised differently. But quite leafy, quite money-minded. There are some more difficult... But the farmer, the farmer, or the farmer wise, you know, and all that. Where have I got that accent from, Julie? Just in Jesus' name, Lord. Just, this is what happens to me. Anyway, Belper wonderful and David and Jeanette are going to get out that and there's about 15 people that's gathering there and we're just going to believe that we've been given a building by the way in Belper pound a year one pound a year that we agreed to didn't we guys and that's amazing that will be a base that we can run from and uh, fantastic 
we've also got these guys over in Toulouse and we've heard all about them. Wonderful. So that's number five. You may say, well, where's the number six? Well, we made a decision. Because all I can tell you is this, and I don't mind telling you a story another time. We weren't looking for it. Although we have been praying over it because we believe our mandate is across the M1 corridor and beyond. The M1 corridor. And so, of course, we do pray over Chesterfield and uh, Mansfield and, you know, Alfreton and the other parts of the area and, you know, different Clipston and Forest Town and yeah. different areas, Cotmanay and Ilkeston. And, and we also pray for Nottingham. Yeah. We also pray for Derby because it's yeah. part of the M1 corridor. Right. And all I will say to you is this, that we've had a guy who's just literally pursued me and pursued me and pursued yeah. me. And we brought him into an elders meeting and it just came about. We were late to the table. We shouldn't have been even at the party. But they believe that we should be taking a brand new building. Uh, sorry, a, 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 it would be brand new to us. A building in the centre of Nottingham yeah. in Hockley. Right, right in the centre. The commercial value on that is around £30,000 a year. £6,000 a year is given it to us for. Just over £100 a week. So we are going to be planting a new campus in Nottingham, by God's grace, September 2019. Can I hear a great big... Now, we want you to stay focused here. It's going to be in the evening. Some of you may say, I'll give a 12-month commitment. I do not want you losing your focus with Josh and Helen and the team here. Stay focused. Because it's not either or. Oh, I'll go to Nottingham tonight. I won't go to Mansfield. No, that isn't how it works. If you want to get involved in it, you do, Mansfield. And then you come over. But we're going to believe by God's grace that God's going to lead us because he's opened up a door and we're just going to walk through it. Just quietly, just prayerfully. So would you do that? Just quietly and prayerfully work through it. We're only committed to two years. We can have longer. So we're not overcommitting the church. We're not, we're not being stupid. The leaders have completely agreed to it. So I'm very excited. So we don't just go from five. We go to, let me remind you, with man, this is impossible. But with God, oh. Oh, I need to get it better. But with God, come on, and again, but with God, all things are possible in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give him a great big shout of praise. So Father, across this great campus, yeah, come on, join us on the, on the platform, musicians. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Over this, over this campus, we know there's kids that are out in kids' church and there's people who are now presently getting themselves geared up to go and serve teas and coffees and all kinds of things. But in this moment, yeah. Lord, in this moment, again, I activate faith yes, for these guys to believe it over their own lives. Yeah. Multiplication. I pray it over your personal lives. Yeah over your personal lives, over your personal situations. If that's you this morning, just begin to raise your hand to the Lord, believing for a multiplication effect in Jesus' name, over the life of the the, the personal, over the life of people individually in Jesus' name. I release it now in faith. We're believing, Lord, for people to return, sons and daughters to come back. Lord, we're believing, Lord, for prodigals to return in Jesus' name. We're believing, Lord, for the altars, for, for baptisms, for groups to grow in Jesus' name across the life of this church multiplication in the name of Jesus we just speak it now over every part of our being and over every aspect of arena church in Jesus name we know Lord we've said it so many times already with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible Lord as we walk humbly and as we keep our eyes firmly fixed on you 
Lord, we can confidently expect that you will walk with us. You said you'd never leave us, never forsake us. And you'll walk us into the more in Jesus' name. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, just put your hands down again.